Welcome to Sneaker Dads. I'm John Ratner. Today's guest is Alvin Quincy Martinez, aka Mr. Qmart on IG. A good friend, one third of Canada Got Soul of the True to Size podcast, a longtime sneakerhead, a husband, a dad, a photographer, a writer, and an influencer. Let's get into it. Alvin, what's going on? Yo, what up, John? How you doing? I'm good, brother. How you doing, man? Good. We could pretend we don't talk frequently on the, at least on Instagram. But uh, yeah, it's <laughs> nice to it's nice to have you on the podcast, and I appreciate you joining it. Maybe a little payback for all the time I was on uh, True to Size, right? Hey, man. Thank you for having me, man. It is an honor for real. Always been a fan of Sneaker Dads. Yeah, and you you uh, you do support, so thank you very much. And uh, we'll we'll talk about all that in a second. But uh, I just have a quick one. I don't think I warned you about this question, but uh, uh, you mentioned on uh, True to Size, I think that uh, if you could get away, since we have this you know global pandemic, everyone's stuck and no one's really traveling for recreation yet. So I got a I got a I got a question. So. You actually also said you'd sell the collection if you could. I'm not sure you meant the whole collection, but <laughs> we won't get into that. Here, here's here's the scenario. You get a week off work starting, let's say, this Saturday. Solo. No guilt. No family. Just you. One week solo. Everything's cool. Nothing to worry about. Where do you go? Oh, man. What a question. Honestly, I'd probably go to Vegas. Vegas, eh? The weirdest I- thing, like you know what it is like i'm you're by yourself no family i mean you could definitely take your family to vegas but i don't know i feel like you you would enjoy it just a little bit better solo or with your bros like with your homies you know but vegas is a good choice a a week though you you might have to do something else it might kill you a week in vegas i'd probably drive up to like la yeah stores and buy some uh if i'm selling my collection maybe don't buy shoes but (laughs) Nah, you don't have to sell the collection. It's a, okay, it's good, a dream good. world. We're living in a dream world for that <laughs> uh, for that scenario. Cool. Uh, again, uh, happy to have you on. I uh, usually like to ask people uh, not what they're picking up because I've seen people should check your uh, check your Instagram stories for the uh, flow of pickups. I don't know if you're calling pickups if they're gifts, but people should definitely check them on. But what I want to know is not what you're getting, buying, or being gifted. What are you actually wearing? What's in the rotation these days? What are you wearing when you're stepping out or going to work and things like that uh today specifically to work i wore just some simple um vans old schools just because i was going to a new building and i wasn't sure uh what the environment was going to be like because obviously there's still construction and you know i I didn't really want to wear a really fresh pair of shoes to get dusty um but on the regular I'll, I'll probably throw on uh i usually have like my black cement threes at the front of the door um what else do i got there i got the uh, new balance daytonas in the front as well been wearing those fairly frequently um nice. from you so thank you for that pair again um and then uh recently like i would say yesterday i had like a, a pair of the zx 8000s on um and yeah that's that's pretty much my rotation. It's like, you know, a pair of New Balance definitely always at the front. Uh, my black cements are like in the rotation heavily, 
Uh, and then until it gets freezing and I can no longer wear socks and, and flip-flops, I'll have a pair of flip-flops steadily at the front as well. Nice, nice. Last couple of days, I wore a pair of Air Force Ones, which I never wear, but I got a new pair in, so I wore those. Uh, today, I wore some Michigan Dunk Highs because I definitely oh, I love was, those, man. I definitely wasn't able to grab the new one, but I'm happy with yeah. those from from Netmag, the homie. And uh, and then it was nice and warm, so I switched it out. And uh, what did I put on? Oh, some Concepts Hyannis uh, New Balance. The cool. one new balance. I don't think I'm ever going to sell you, but all the other ones you can have <laughs> before you ask. Uh, nice, nice, nice. Uh, so we got a lot to talk about, but uh, I kind of want to go back because I've known you for a while, but definitely not back in the day. Um, and, you know, you've told the stories on uh, on your podcast a few times, but uh, was it was it really when you started at Foot Locker or was it before that you kind of really got into it? Was it really, you know, and, and do you remember when it was? Yeah, I would say I really got into it in 04. That was when I was introduced to um, SBs. So one of my one of my really close friends brought me to a like a skate shop in the middle of nowhere at uh, in like Waterdown. That's in like the West End. Oh, right. And yeah. Called, uh, it was called Boredom. And I remember it vividly because literally you would walk in. It's a really small shop. They would have, like, you walked in to the left. It was, like, snowboard gear and, like, skateboard gear. And then the rest of the walls were just lined with Nike SBs. And it was a trip to me because that was the first time I've ever really seen them in person. Like, I would always be on blogs and stuff. But, like, seeing them in person was crazy because they had, like, the craziest pairs that I would see online for, like, a pretty good price like it, w- it wasn't that big like prices now but the prices were fairly up there but like these were retail and retail was dirt cheap back in the day so yeah it was a trip and then you know i, I caught two pairs that day i think it was the tokyo taxis and the baroque browns mm. so the brown dunk sb lows were the ones that looked like the travis scott ones that dropped recently but they're just dunk lows um and i bought th- those my very first two pairs of sbs and that that started it kind of so getting a job at Foot Locker was that was a few years later, right? When you're a little older, and but that was because you already love sneakers. It wasn't just because that was the job that was available, right? Yeah, like I, it was a job I've wanted. I like, I guess I got the job at Foot Locker maybe five years after. I think I started there in '09, um, and getting that job just helped me snowball even more and just purchase more. So it was a it was a blessing and a curse at the same time. Yeah, I guess why I was asking about Foot Locker, because, again, I don't know your whole detailed history, but, you know, I know you and Lawrence met there, right? And and a bunch of other people met there. Is that right? Oh, yeah, man. That's where uh, that's where I first met uh, Lawrence, um, a.k.a. L Doggy Styles. And, yeah, man, that's where our friendship started, for sure. Yeah, and, and I know a lot of other people in the community have started off or at some point worked at Foot Locker. I don't know if there was that location or not, but so your your kind of early days was getting into it kind of naturally, organically, and then got a job at Foot Locker. And is that like kind of where more community came in or or, or was it already there before? I mean, we had, um, we had like, like, you know, we had like some Facebook groups and stuff back in the day, but it was never... Like in 09, it, it still wasn't that big of a thing to be a sneakerhead. So, I mean, definitely starting to work at Full Locker, you would meet 
like either w- whether it was customers or other employees at other other locations like you would definitely meet other people who were as heavily into sneakers as you were which was dope for me because i mean aside from forums and like you know the small facebook groups like i I'd never really met a lot of uh, other sneakerheads in person yeah and then of course with uh lawrence and joel joe dooney um uh years later um i don't know how joel got in the mix but uh, you guys started Canada Got Soul, which is now, uh, I guess, I would say the most recognizable sneaker group in the in the country. I, 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 you guys are doing a lot. You have a great podcast, and uh, you were doing tons of things before that. So, is that, how, how did I, I know the story behind how CGS formed? But w- when did Joel come into the mix, and 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 when did all three of you guys kind of? How did you guys all come together? So Joel, I met during my days of working part-time at Walmart, like, but that was like before I was at Foot Locker. Um, And I recall, and I used to work at Square One, which is a bigger location in the West End. Um, And I just remember seeing Joel shop there. And I remember just like seeing the shoes he would wear. And I was like, yo, I need those. (laughs) And then finally, I think someone, one of us, at the store started like um like a chat on i think it was bbm because blackberries were super in back in the day um and then joel was on there and then that's kind of where like we kind of picked up the relationship like I'd, i would always hit him up at the store at walmart and be like yo dope kicks but we would never really um talk or like we never like grew a friendship that way um but we definitely like hit it off in the in the BBM group because everyone was all about sneakers and everyone was talking about pickups and stuff they were selling and that's kind of how it started for us um yeah. and then I guess after that it was um when T.Dot Loves Kicks had their first event we decided just to go in just because we knew who was running it like we knew Dion and we knew Lee um and then yeah that that kind of kicked off uh our little relationship there yeah and i want to go back a little bit too but uh you know now of course you guys doing a a lot of things keeping it active on social media you guys had some great events uh the most recent one being shoe hall two right last last summer it seems like forever ago and obviously couldn't (laughs) couldn't do one this year but uh amazing events and um and uh the biggest i think fair to say thing you guys are doing is a weekly podcast right yeah i mean the podcast is definitely fun for us um it it started with my brother who was a part of us earlier last year um but then he decided to want to do his own thing so you know we just let him do his thing but he started it because he was all into podcasts and we were just like you know what man if you want to start this let's get it in because we never knew what podcasts were we didn't know what they entailed we just thought it was just you know people just talking but the more we did them the more we loved it just because like you know we had an outlet people were actually listening and you know we wanted to use it to just connect more with the community possibly grow the community and then you know find um find individuals who we could have on and learn about their history so like you know us having you on was really dope the first time and every other time was dope just because like it's always a good time having to talk to you about sneakers and anything else. Right. So 
that's essentially why we keep doing it, man. It's just something fun for us right now. Yeah, you guys definitely bring something fresh to the uh, sneaker podcast table, which is, you know, a little bit a little bit crowded these days. But everyone has their own lane, hopefully. And you guys, uh, uh, you know, always my uh, first listen. And as you mentioned, I've been on a few times. I think three times in person and twice uh, from home during uh, yeah, man. during home days. But uh, um, and it's interesting you talk about how your how your brother started and you guys were kind of out of the podcast game and now uh and now you guys are a big big part of that um the other great thing about uh true to size and when we were there and you you guys you guys uh do it every week but it's in in addition to CGS being a family you guys really make it a family affair and you you bring the families together and i i'm sure that's a that's part of it, it makes your life easier <laughs> in some respects yeah. but it's also uh it also must be nice can you share a little bit about what you guys do every week oh hell yeah man um so i mean you've experienced it anytime we have we we usually get together uh at least one time a week uh to record the podcast but before we record the podcast we always have like you know a dinner uh so we can all catch up um and then just just enjoy each other's company uh and then like when any of our guests come or not, i don't even want to say guests like because like you guys are literally our friends and family like yourselves right so whenever we have family over just to be on the pod with us like we we want you guys essentially another reason we try to have dinner first is because we want whoever is there um to feel comfortable right like we want you guys to feel the vibe that we have and just to enjoy, you know, having conversation with us because that's essentially what our podcast is. Um, and yeah, man, honestly, like it's it's worked every single time. Like I know everyone knows everyone on social media, but like for the first time meeting someone and being on their podcast, it's not the easiest thing. So we always try to like ease everyone's nerves and like just, just wanting to chill out before we actually start to record just so that you know, they have a better time and they have more fun with it because that's essentially what our podcast is, right? And that's essentially what, like, it's like same thing what we're doing right now, like with the Sneaker Dogs, Sneaker Dads podcast, like, right now it's just a conversation between us and it's pretty dope, so. Yeah, and and just so people know, I mean, um, I, I have some experience in broadcasting, things like that, but I was nervous when I first came on. I'd never been on a podcast <laughs> and exactly what you're saying is true. You know, we've talked on social media for years. We've hung out at events together. Um, I've never been, I had never been to your house for, I've never been to your house for dinner. We, we did it at Joel's, but, um, yeah. you know, it's different sitting down and, uh, and having a meal with someone, even if it's quick before the podcast and, and spending the time. And you, we mentioned family that includes the kids, kids in the group. Uh, yeah. They're there, they're playing with each other, talking to, they were talking to me, they, you know, it's an amazing atmosphere and all the partners and everyone, um, you know, really welcoming. So, you know, I think it's special because a lot of people do podcasts different ways. And, uh, and I don't think people know exactly how, uh, how much fun it is and how, uh, how kind of different and special it is. So I, I wanted to talk a little bit about that. And, you know, people in the sneaker community talk about family all the time and, you know, call each other that but you guys really um even even at your events i think there's really a sense of that that everyone shares and uh it's uh it's it's not just a word um and uh but uh one thing that kind of came up that you you mentioned a couple times you mentioned the pair of shoes at, at your front door um but uh and you guys also had to do it remotely 
during uh during quarantine you guys you guys did it kind of by uh it was it was uh messenger right uh, how was that yeah uh i mean it was definitely different and uh we definitely missed uh being able to get together and like see each other and just like just have that same atmosphere but you know what at the same time like when quarantine started we started to pick up the amount of recordings we did uh oh that's right during yeah. the week yeah so i mean you know being able to talk to my brothers and whoever else is on the pod like my other brothers and family like being able to talk to them you know twice a week you know kind of made up for it um but now that we're back to recording in person it definitely um helps to bring back that that vibe that we we always try to have with one another yeah for sure. Now, I got mixed up. The reason I mentioned the New Balance was because, uh, and anyone who listens to True to Size uh, might recognize uh, my name because Lawrence used to always <laughs> dog us, dog us, uh, for getting together. Well, we weren't getting together. I was selling shoes, and you grabbed a bunch of them during um, the time when everyone was home, and we had to be super careful. And uh, and we were careful, and uh, we we weren't getting anywhere near each other. Uh, just just the shoes. But uh, it's funny that uh, that we got to see each other those times, and it, it was nice. You know, I, I ended up selling a lot of shoes during that time, and and uh, you know, just having no contact deals, and uh, everyone just talking from an extreme distance when when yeah. everyone really didn't even understand anything not that we understand anything now but you know it was <laughs> it was those times when uh when uh it was there was no chance of even thinking about getting close to each other but uh, uh we saw each other a bunch so uh it, it was nice not just with you although i did see you the most to uh to interact with people you know and 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 it's oh, cool that sure. you guys did that twice a week to kind of help your mental state probably keep in touch with your friends right yeah, I know, for sure. Yeah. So um, we talked a little bit about uh, the, the kids kind of got mentioned, of course, this podcast, we, we talk a little bit about kids. And, uh, um, you know, you have a daughter. And, uh, you know, what's funny is we talked, we've talked in the past about kids wanting to wear what they want and things like that. I'm wondering now that she's going to, uh, she's in JK, right? Yeah. Is, is she, is she... I guess she has a uniform, but does she care about kicks at all more than she used to? It seems like, at least with my kids, it's like one day they'll 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 give me the benefit of the doubt and and just just okay, Dad, I care, and then most of the time I don't care. Is she like that? <laughs> oh man, that's ex- like you exactly the way your kids are. That's exactly how she is as well. Like right now, she's on a steady rotation of one pair of shoes, which <laughs> are her uh, frozen um, Converse. Um, which they're all white for the most part and they're, they're getting pretty dirty, which is fine with me, but that's like her go-to right now. Um, but we do have some other ones for her just so they're like easy to put on. But right now she just doesn't want those. She just wants to stick with the frozen and I'm good with it, man. And then like, sometimes if we go out for dinner and stuff, she'll be like, Hey daddy, what shoe should I wear? And those oh, yeah. times I'll take advantage. Um, but that's like once in a blue moon. So <laughs> For the most part, it's just like either flip flops or like the Elsa Converse, and that's it. So, so you're like me. You occasionally have that pair that just never, never gets worn. It stays in the box, just because you maybe have doubles of one size or something like that. Or does that happen? Oh, for sure, man. And there's been so many pairs where she's already grown out of them, and they're still like in the box, just because like 
she skipped the foot size, I guess, which is crazy. Yeah, well, so a cousin or a friend gets them, or he, you know, depending on what it is, you could even sell it, right? Yeah, that's true too. I'll hit up uh, Jaren from Parlor Twenty Three. <laughs> yeah, he'd be interested, and in, uh, yeah, I've sold some uh, my son's stuff stuck on stuff on StockX. I've told the story. He said, "What are you? What are you selling all my stuff?" And uh, uh, ended up letting him do an ID, which is a video on a sneaker dad's uh, YouTube. But uh, so does Kaya have like you know like boxes in the closet, or you keep it under control? I know, I know, you like to hit the outlets, which is great for uh, for kids, and then of course you have. Your friends who hook her up, right? Yeah, well, even even before I I was married, I was already buying like um, kids' shoes from when I was working at Foot Locker just because they were so cheap. Um, like all those fifty days, man. Like back in the day, no one cared about Jordan, so like we had we had Jordan threes sitting sitting on shelves, and like we could have we copped them on fifty, and no one said anything, right? So it's like I took advantage of those times, so that she. She definitely has a few pairs from when I was working back at Foot Locker, but um, what like does she for, have? For, what does she have up there from from those days? You remember? Oh, man, Probably haven't yeah, opened them yeah. in a while. Eh? She has some black cement threes from I think it was '08 or '09, yes. or maybe not even. <laughs> it's the black cement threes with like the jump man on them. Um, the true blues from '09. She's got a pair. Oh, uh, I know, bro. I, I got rid of mine. I was so. I looked at hers the other day and I was like, why did I sell my true blues? I was like so pissed at myself. Uh, And she got like fire red three, some bread forest from back in the day too. And it's just like, and I I bought them big on purpose because I didn't know. Uh, But she can't even wear her black cement threes anymore because she's too big. So there's still DS, but it's all good. They're cool to have sometimes. So she's got sizes for, for a while, eh? Yeah, for sure. And uh, now, if I recall, do you do you take do you have someone taken over her closet area, or do you just say that? Uh, or is it the guest room? <laughs> I, I now, this I, is I what this is about. This is what this is about. Sorry, I gotta ask. No, it's all good, man. We gotta be hey, as fathers. We gotta be raw. We gotta be real. Well, um, we're sharing tips, right? You never, you know. There's always could be another idea, secret yeah. hiding spot, you know. So, um, I don't want to sound like a bad father, but I definitely took half of her closet. Um, She's small. It's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. She's only three. I mean, thank you for making me feel better about it. <laughs> no, nah, man, that's what um, do. But yeah, man, like her clothes are still short, right? So like we'll hang a bunch of her clothes, but there's still so much room on the bottom. So I just stack some pairs on the bottom and then I have them stacked on top on the shelf. But I definitely want to reduce... It's just right now, I uh, yeah, I don't know how I'm gonna do it. So we'll see what happens when when I actually have to get to that part. I'll let future Alvin worry about that. Um, but till then, like I, I definitely took half of her closet. So we'll see yeah, and you, there'll be a time when she's got all the closet space. I imagine uh, my daughter's my daughter's getting older. I can see that coming when you know it's gonna be okay. Dad, make room. Uh, yeah. So you, t- you you take it while you can, right? And uh, <laughs> but her stuff is there too. Her kicks are there too. No. So what we ended up doing because our house isn't too big, um, wifey let me purchase two wardrobes from IKEA uh, to place on our main level floor. Oh. So now that's also like where we put her jackets. 
um, her shoes, and I'll have some of my shoe boxes in them as well. So we definitely made more space. It's just now I still need more space, but I'm also trying to be smart. So we'll see what happens. See, see, that's what we're there. We're here for additional wardrobe on the main floor. So yeah. people usually only have a closet, maybe like a storage bench or something, or like a regular shelf. You actually have a wardrobe yeah. down there, clothes, yeah. jackets. Well, we had a bench as well. We had a bench, but like no one was using it, and we we just put stuff we never used in it. Um, and to be honest with you, the wardrobes look really good down there, and the yeah. the wife was really happy about it. And she also was happy about the extra storage. Yep. So, you know, it's not a bad thing. Storage and organization, you know, wives, husbands, partners, everyone. You can't, you can't argue with that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> nice. So, you know, when we talk about, you know, having, you know, I'm sure maybe Kaya looks through. She probably doesn't. Like, my kids wouldn't probably care to look through my sneakers if it was in their closet. If it's their shoes, they might be more interested. But, you know, as, as your kids get older, you know, I, I deal with this a lot. My kids are uh, 12 and 8. I start to think about how I'm influencing them with all with, with all this these material goods. Do you start to think about that yet? Or is she still too young to say, oh, daddy's got, look what daddy's getting today. Where's my package? Like, I, I get that in my house. I'm wondering if you're getting any of that yet. Not, I mean, it's it's getting there because as she's seeing things on YouTube, she's starting to ask more for things. Um, but we're trying to make it so that like when she does get something, it's, it's kind of like a reward. Um, or, or it's like something that like, okay, if she'll ask for something like, okay, can you put it on the list for your birthday? So we know what to buy you kind of type stuff. Yeah. It doesn't work all the time. Um, but it does work most times. So that's working right now. I'm sure in a couple months or even in a couple weeks, um, she'll, she'll know what we're doing and she'll just catch on. But till then, you know, it's working. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. I mean, and it's good that she's young. You can, you can do that. I mean, I kind of have some regrets of, of, uh, you know, my kids, but even now, you know, we were kind of getting them on teaching them the value of a dollar and things mm-hmm. like that. And, and that rewards kind of system come in, maybe even save up some of your own money from your birthdays and buy something that, uh, that has to be, uh, that has to be something you'll use that you think about for more than, uh, just seeing an ad on YouTube or something, but, uh, definitely, uh, you know, it, it's, it's ongoing and it's hard, you know, when we, even as as sneaker fans and sneaker heads uh maybe you know you're pulling back you're being good you're not buying something we still have at least i do i get that itch to buy something and i may buy my kids a pair of shoes my wife a pair of shoes or some clothing that they they maybe don't need and then you know oh you know you've got a new raptors hoodie for my son doesn't really need it it's a treat it's a reward yeah money spent that you know wasn't really on schedule wasn't a birthday it was it was it was maybe you could consider it a frivolous purchase. So, you know, it's, it's, it's hard even when it's, even when it's fresh clothes, right? Oh man, I do that too. Um, don't even, don't even worry about it, bro. Like I'll, I'll just see something online and I'll be like, Oh man, that would be so dope. Like Kaya would love this. And then I would just, or even my wife, she doesn't do sometimes, but it's just like, um, we'll try to have a reason for why we gave it to her. So I'll be like, oh, here, this is for you. This is because, you know, you're waking up every day and going to school. <laughs> like, 
just something like something that like it, we're, we're not just giving her to her good hat but even then man like i'm sure she'll catch on and she'll know that we're just buying it just to buy it for her but you know yeah that's what i'm saying it's like an ongoing (laughs) it's an ongoing struggle i'm sure when my kids are teenagers it'll be the same thing in a different form and uh you know i'll still have the same struggles hopefully i'll still have some money left by then but uh you know if they learn the value of a dollar hopefully they'll be they'll be working during then (laughs) um the uh you know, when we talk about these kind of parenting issues, obviously being at home, you know, from March to, uh, and I know you started, uh, you started going to work uh, a little while ago, but you were home for most of the time. And uh, of course, your daughter was there. So you were, you were parenting and working. Is that right? Yeah. Um, well, I was, it was like a gift, a, a, a blessing in disguise. So wifey, unfortunately, was laid off from work. Well, like temporarily laid off, I guess you could say. Um, so that gave her time to be able to watch Kaya uh, during like the quarantine times. So, I mean, obviously I would help and pitch in because watching a child is not the easiest thing, um, especially if you're home with them 24-7 and they're itching to get stuff done or like they have so much pent-up energy because they're not really going out yeah. to play or do anything. So it's like you kind of had to help out and get creative and you know expend their energy in other ways but I was lucky in the sense that my wife was home she was able to watch like Kaya and and just be with her while I was doing my thing at work and um, I mean it, it definitely was uh, it was good because you know we got to see her develop and grow up in those I, I guess you say six months every more maybe even more yeah. um, but within that time like her speech was like developing so well like and like we just saw like just different things that she never used to do but started to do and it's just like it was it was great to be able to see that because sometimes if they're already at daycare or at school you'll miss things like that right so um i guess in that sense it's a blessing in disguise but it, it wasn't easy in any sense but you know we just made the best of the situation yeah i feel the same way i feel like Partly it was a, it was like a gift and to, to have that time, but obviously it was tough. There was those days when, you know, I felt like I couldn't take it. And my kids, I think, handled it better than me uh, a lot oh, of the time. Sure. You know, they had to put up with school and the, this, this necess- not necessarily good technology. And all I had to do was kind of keep it together and organize it. And, uh, yeah. and, and, and they, they were locked up when, you know, um, I had the freedom to go for a walk or go for a run, whatever. They didn't really, they could go for a bike ride, but uh, it was, it was at least cool for the beginning. So it, yeah, I think we had similar experiences in, in that. And, uh, and uh, except I wasn't working as much as you, I was more, more of what your, your wife was doing, but, uh, but so, and so now you're back kind of, kind of back out there and, uh, and your daughter's at, at school. So does it start to feel like the world is a little bit more normal yeah, I mean, I mean, everyone's been needing to wear masks for like a good part of the time now. So it's like masks are a regular thing. Things are definitely starting to open up, but you know, being out at work and you know having my my daughter go to school and stuff, definitely a little bit of more normalcy. Um, and, and honestly, we wanted to send her in just just to give her that and to be able to experience you know the new things and just get out of the house. Um, I think for both parties, like for both my wife and I and my daughter, it's it's definitely a good for us mentally 
just to be able to have um, like a little bit of separation uh, and then just come back together at the end of the day and just, you know, be, be, be able to be a family again. But um, yeah, it's definitely great to have that little bit of normalcy back. Um, even though, you know, we don't know how long it's going to last. Hopefully, you know, everyone is good, but uh, yeah, man, it, it's great. Yeah, I'm, I'm similar. You know, both my kids managed to we managed to be comfortable with the school situation, so they're both back in the swing of things, remarkably, you know, well. And uh, I'm able to pick up pick up my uh, my uh, main main work again and and get back and, and make some more money because I was I was almost out of commission since uh, since March having the kids on my hands. Um, but speaking of what I do, writing. Uh, and you've you've been writing for several years now on um, on um, Canada's Got Soul got Canada Got Soul dot com. I don't know if you wrote anywhere else, but uh, you recently had an article in the Star. It came out of nowhere. I'm sure some people knew about it, but uh, it related to going sending your daughter to school for the first time. Can you uh, share a little bit about kind of how that happened and and, and what the article was we'll, we'll we'll send some people to it we'll send people to it after yeah for sure man uh so about a week ago one of my really good friends wayne uh hit me up he's like yo would you be interested in writing an article i'm like definitely but what about and for whom so his girlfriend uh actually works for toronto star and um she's like an editor so she was looking for individuals because she just wanted real stories from like people who were actually experiencing uh, it at the time. Um, so essentially they wanted people who were sending their kids to school or, you know, kids that were going to school to write a little piece on, you know, their experience and why they made the decisions that they did. Um, and like for me, like writing is, is something fairly chill um like it kind of puts me in a like a little happy place um i i mean i don't do it as often as i want to but when i get the chance to it's definitely something that i love to do um my grammar is not the best but you know that's what i have friends for but um yeah man uh and and that's how it came about and like i i uh i wrote it i sent it in asked her how it was she made some changes I read it through and was happy with what she did. And um, she posted it the next day, which was, I honestly had no clue it was going to be that fast. But uh, yeah, man, it was a great experience. So like just getting into that, I guess, uh, freelance writing kind of thing. I've never done Mm -hmm. it for anyone else but myself. So, um, you know, being able to do it and like have it out there was pretty cool. Yeah, it was awesome. I was so, so excited to read it and you did a great job. Um, and, uh, you know, people can find it at the star.com. That's the Toronto stars. The is a local, uh, newspaper here and, and just, uh, look up Alvin's byline. But, uh, um, yeah, it was cool. And, you know, I guess that was the first time you, you wrote about something other than sneakers, right? <laughs> yeah, man. So, I mean, writing something about other than sneakers was definitely different for me as well, but like it was, it was good because I got to pull from my experience and, uh you know give my opinion on some things and uh it was different but uh it was definitely fun yeah getting to write about something 
that's meaningful to you makes it all the more enjoyable and and in the end at least in my experience it's it's going to be a better product because you you kind of put your heart into it right i mean i don't know how long you spent but i'm sure i'm sure you you, you thought about what you were writing right oh definitely because i mean yeah. like i mean i'm I, I obviously you don't you don't want to come off as fake or i didn't want to come off as fake at least i i just wanted to give people exactly what you know what we were experiencing and what what was going through our minds um while making the decision to send her to school so i mean i did yeah. my best <laughs> yeah and that's the biggest issue you know confronting parents these days uh most parents at least uh going back to school whether whether you have a choice or not i know in some places you don't have a choice but here yeah. we do here in ontario we do and uh it doesn't make sense for everyone and, and it does necessarily make sense for others and uh uh, you know, it was, it was cool for you to share share that. Um, uh, so, one of your other, uh, I guess, uh, side careers, <laughs> you take a lot of photographs on and and uh, and. Uh, but uh, you also, um, I know you probably don't call yourself this, but I don't know what qualifies as an influencer. I'm just going to call it call you one because I think it's <laughs> I think it'll I think it'll amuse you. But uh, you know not just because you get a lot of sneakers in the mail from the brands, but you know, you're a part of the community and all three of you guys are, um, you know, I just wanted to talk about it a little bit, you know, not a lot of events going on, but opportunities. I mean, I guess that started to happen a little bit before the podcast or it really take off when you guys did the podcast on the website. I mean, when did it kind of start to happen that, you know, Canada gets all got recognized at least by, by the brands uh, and stores in uh, in and around uh, Canada and elsewhere. Oh man, I can't remember what year it was, but um, there was like we've already had our blog, but Lawrence wanted us to write about our favorite Jordan sneaker. Um, I think it was when the it was for the re-release of the Space Jam, if I can recall. Um, yeah. But he he asked a bunch of our other friends in the sneaker community to also do the same thing. And we posted everyone's article on Canada Got Soul. And I think once we start, when we did that, we kind of got recognized by, you know, Nike a little bit. And then, I mean, it was literally all Lawrence because he, he was, he was giving us like, he was, he was working in like the Nike bus. He was working like at stores and like, he was in there. Right. So he was able to like, uh, network and just talk to people and get to know people and like tell them about us and stuff like that. So, I mean, and I think the articles helped kick it off too because of the connections we had in the community. So, I mean, we got recognized a little bit then. And then, I mean, it's, it's slowly, man. We've been doing this since like, like 2013. Yeah. And I feel like it's only been in the past like two, three years where um, it's really like picked up and we've been able to do a lot of projects with, with a lot of brands, which is really dope. I mean... We never really got into it to try to be quote unquote influencers. Um, we really just wanted to have an outlet for like Canadian sneakerheads because at that, like in 2013, aside from like Facebook groups, we didn't really have anything on social media for that. Um, and like we wanted to like kind of build a community and just see who else was in there. So, I mean, I, I think we've we've done some of it. Like we we've definitely grown a community and like. It's great that we know and are able to just talk to one another 
like we know each other and then like even when we meet up it's just like for the first time it's like it, it's 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 cool to just have that interaction and just act like we've been friends forever right so i mean that's essentially our goal is just to get to know other sneakerheads and share their story and you know be able to just bring the community together yeah and it's obviously not not uh anywhere near only about getting getting free sneakers the events the events you know that you're part of and these projects um are are amazing and you get to share it with people who maybe don't live in areas where they get the opportunity to go to the nike bus or or things like that or even an yeah. even a, even an event or a project that you guys you know i'm sure uh so, so some of that is just you know is about the experience which uh I think as as people go through sneakers, they realize, you know, yeah, they're material objects, but the, it's the relationships and the experiences that really uh, that really are me- more meaningful than a piece of uh, leather. Sometimes, 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 depending, <laughs> depending on uh, what you're talking about. I want to talk a little bit about events because um, you guys have had some amazing ones and uh, some of my mo- most memorable ones in. Um, that I've ever been to here in Toronto. Um, the last one being Shoe Hall. And I know a lot of listeners uh, will have either have been there or, or have heard about it. But uh, hopefully some people are listening that, that don't know anything about it. So um, <laughs> the, the second one was this year. And it was kind of, uh, sorry, it was last summer. But it was kind of a, a huge step up from uh, from the first one. And, uh, and uh, uh, you know, how, how did that kind of do you guys just kind of sit around and say oh we should we should have a dj and then like is that is it or is it is it is it more planned out like that's how i would do it i'd be like dj food <laughs> uh you know well, how does it so work because you had first one yeah no the very first one like we we were just like we we need to like throw something where we can see everyone who's supporting us and then at the same time like you know, have some new merch for everybody if they want to rep. If not, if they just want to say what up, that's even better because, like, we just want to see people's faces, interact with everybody, and and just do that. And then the very first one, we didn't even – I don't even – I can't recall having a DJ. Like, we had Phil on the mic and just doing his thing, hosting, and he was also, like, taking over our Instagram and just helping us, you know, have coverage of the event. Um, but the, the second one, definitely we wanted it bigger – we wanted it to be more of like a social event. We wanted people to have fun. We wanted to involve more people within the community. Um, so that's why we're like, yo, who could we like bring on? So that's why we had Jaren because, you know, Jaren, part of the 23, he's been in the game for a while. We're a fan of his apparel. And we're like, man, we have extra space. So why don't we just let him, you know, do his thing in this space as well? Um, and then we also had... Uh, Turned up which is one of my homies is like ice cream company and we're like you know what it's gonna be the summertime it's gonna be hot outside why don't we support the locals and have the homie like just serve ice cream you know what i mean like we're not charging anyone anything like we didn't get charged uh at the venue um it was a free space for us uh so like we wanted to take advantage and just have you know as many uh things to have because we wanted families to come out too like you said like we're huge on family um net magnetism who's done it two years in a row has always like hooked us up with like the kick bricks so that kids can come in and build it and if the kids build it like on site like they get it for free and it's that's all that's all net mag like you're giving that to the kids right so it's like you know we want to we want 
the parents who have kids to be able to come out and have fun, but also bring their kids so their kids can be in the community and have fun as well to see why their parents are so passionate about what we're doing. And uh, it's cool, man. Like, it's dope seeing everyone's kids. It's dope seeing everybody, like, in person. And just being able to talk it up was really fun, too. So, uh, yeah, hopefully we can do another one in 2021 or maybe 2022. We'll see. Yeah, uh, looking forward to it whenever it is. And, uh, you know, it's funny. I saw someone uh, posting they were selling some selling some stuff. And I said, what we should do before it gets uh, really cold, uh, maybe have to turn this around really quickly, is just – you know, have like a, have like a, like a impromptu park sale and people just bring like some gear and a few pairs, like not a table, you know, just like a bunch of stuff yeah. that they're trying to get rid of and yeah, really open up your trunk. Yeah. And really just don't care about really, you know, so yeah. like the deals can happen. Not something that's like, ah, I need 300, not 280, like more like just easy to let go of stuff. And we should just do it more for the social aspect uh like a like a like a parking lot but we'll, we'll talk about that that oh. off air but uh you know there was a couple other great family events you know netmag had his own i remember where everyone came well not everyone but a lot of people came out with their kids to build kick bricks of course you guys had shoe hall one and two and flipping laces had uh had uh just, had, kicking, it. just kicking it had and his daughter yeah. and his family uh had, had just kicking it and that was a great family event too so you know we're really lucky here in toronto to uh to have those and the opportunity to see people and uh you know kind of you know where we communicate on instagram maybe don't see each other unless we're the same size yeah. like you and i i guess that's why why <laughs> we get together so much for the same size if not it'd be like it'd be like lawrence and joel i only see them really when we do the podcast or the occasional event although this has been different times you know uh this summer would have been would have been different but uh you know we'll get back out there uh you know but uh, lots 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 to lots to talk about and uh uh, in person and uh, and events, the the last thing before I let you go, I know you probably have two two ladies in your house waiting for dinner or something. I know uh, I know my <laughs> kids are are anxiously awaiting my return for some reason. I don't know. Uh, uh, yeah, I just want to ask about what kind of what you see in the future, like whether you personally can or got soul or or anything like you you want to do some more writing, non sneaker writing uh th things like that you have anything or are you you're a pretty busy guy i get the impression like with with work with with true to size and you take a lot of photos and you write occasionally i mean you feel like your plate is full there uh i don't think it's full i mean it's fairly full but i don't i don't think it's so full that i i would essentially just burn out or, or not like what i'm doing anymore yeah. um I mean, for me, for, for work, I love my job, but at the same time, it's like, I'm the type to be able to have that dead stop. And it's just like, once that 4.35 o'clock hits, my laptop is off and I'm not touching it till the next day and it's done. And I'll, I'll just worry about my family and like what I can do in between that time. But like, I definitely, you know, want to pick your brain eventually and, you know, talk about, you know, possibly more freelance writing because... I honestly found that super fun um, and, and then being able to just put it out there and have people, random people read it uh, on a big outlet, like the Toronto star was, was cool to have. And um, honestly, recently I've been uh, 
on YouTube, like heavily just, just watching um, specific YouTubers and, and learning more about photography, just cause like, it's, it's something I love to do, but obviously it's a craft that I didn't take, I, I didn't go to school for it. So it's something I want to perfect uh, or not necessarily perfect. Cause you're never perfect, but it's something I want to work at and, you know, get better at. So that's something I definitely want to get into more in the future. Um, if you need photography, John, hit me up. I got you. Nice. But um, yeah, bro, it's just, you know, I love do having things to do on the side that are fun to me because it, it just adds value to, you know, life. Um, so, I mean, being on a pod with you right now, like it's dope. Like I love it. Just being able to talk back and forth with you is amazing. And, you know, I'll do it anytime. It's just, it's something I love to do. So uh, I think everyone should have that, to be honest, like, especially if you have kids. Because obviously you want to put everything into your kids and want to be there for them. But at the same time, as a parent, you know, whether you're a mother or a father, you still got to find time to do things that you love just so that you kind of still have that aspect of your life. Um, and honestly, like I find that so far I've been able to balance it OK because, you know, I've been able to incorporate family into everything that I technically do on the side as well. Yeah, absolutely. I agree about having that outlet, whatever it is. And uh and if it's a creative one like uh, you do, you have and, and things that I'm trying to do. It's funny you talk about writing. I, I freelance write for a living uh, and, exactly. and, and you've written about sneakers for, for years now. I've only dabbled in sneaker writing. So I'm trying to do more sneaker writing on the side of my career. And you're trying to do potentially more uh, non-sneaker writing on the side of your career. So we'll work together and uh, we'll, we'll help each other out. Slow down. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, thanks again, buddy. Uh, it was great to have you on. You're uh, amazing guest, as expected. And uh, I will hit you back again to do it. Uh, and uh, and uh, hopefully I get on uh, your guys' podcast. It's an official official request to get back on sooner or later. But uh, you guys have had me oh, on a yeah. lot. You guys have had me on a lot. So I have to at least pretend I'm taking my turn. But uh, I can't. <laughs> I really appreciate everyone. It's great to talk. <laughs> and uh you know for at length and uh and share some of what we uh what we talk about and what uh and even more uh for our listeners so thanks Alan. thanks for having me bro honestly it's always fun you already know i got your back for anything and uh yo let me know when you're free bro you'll hop on the pot again so <laughs> yeah i gotta take a little trip for the family i'll be back and uh i'll hit you up then in a, in a few weeks maybe uh, thanks everyone for listening. Again, you were listening to uh, John Ratner, and uh, my guest today was Alvin Quincy Martinez, Mr. Q Mart on IG. And don't forget to listen to the True to Size podcast by Canada Got Soul. See you next time. Peace.